Good morning and welcome to another daily devotional from Holy Trinity. My name is John McGinley and I'm one of the ministers here at Holy Trinity. And we are following the book of Ezra in our devotions. It's been such a feast as we've made the connection between this book that describes the return of God's people and the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem after they've been in exile in Babylon and connecting that with our experience of almost being exiled from our normal pattern of church and uh, Christian life and having to rebuild that and, and rediscover uh, God and follow him as he leads us back into the openness that we hope is coming uh, very soon. And so we're now at a point where the uh, people are rebuilding the temple. They've experienced significant opposition. And now we discover a new tactic of the enemy. They're going to ask the question, who gave you the right to rebuild the temple? Under whose authority are you doing it? And they're going to tell tales on them. They're going to write to the king of Persia, uh, Darius, and they're going to say, can you check if their story is true, Darius? Because we don't believe them. We don't think that you gave them permission. So let's read uh, this passage. It's a bit of a long one, but I really hope that you'll get into the story as I read it. It's from Ezra chapter 5, and I'm reading from verse 6. This is a copy of the letter that Tatanai, governor of Trans-Euphrates, and Shetha Bozanai and their associates, the officials of Trans-Euphrates, sent to King Darius. The report sent him read as follows. To King Darius, cordial greetings. The king should know that we went to the district of Judah in the temple of the great God. The people are rebuilding it with large stones and placing timbers in the walls. The work is beginning um, and being carried out with diligence and making rapid progress under their direction. We questioned the elders and asked them, who authorised you to rebuild the temple and to finish it? We also asked them their names so that we could write down the names of their leaders for your information. This is the answer they gave us. We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, one that a great king of Israel built and finished. But because our ancestors angered the God of heaven, he gave them into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, the Chaldean king of Babylon, who destroyed this temple and deported the people to Babylon. However, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Babylon, King Cyrus issued a decree to rebuild this house of God. He even removed from the temple of Babylon the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem and brought to the temple in Babylon. Then King Cyrus gave them to a man named Sheshbazar, whom he had appointed governor. And he told him, take these articles and go and deposit them in the temple in Jerusalem and rebuild the house of God on its site. So this Sheshbazar came and laid the foundations of the house of God in Jerusalem, and from that day to the present it has been under construction, but is not yet finished. Now if it pleases the king, let a search be made in the royal archives of Babylon to see if King Cyrus did in fact issue a decree to rebuild this house of God in Jerusalem. Then let the king send us his decision in this matter. I just love the fact that we have these stories in scripture because it shows how God's purposes, his will, his kingdom are worked out in the nitty gritty of life. And we really are in the midst of just the realities of life at the moment. 
And the question I want to ask you is, do you know whose you are? Because there is a sense for us as Christians that who we are, our identity, comes from whose we are, that we belong to God. In this passage, the people really knew who they were. When they asked, who gave you the right and authorised you to rebuild this temple? They said, first of all, we are the servants of the God of heaven and earth. And we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago, one that a great king of Israel built and finished. What they're saying is we are serving God and he's our authorization. He's the one who built this temple in the first place and, and got King Solomon to build it. And now he's the one who's calling us to rebuild it now. So if you're asking for our authorization, then it comes from God himself. But then they understand that that isn't going to be enough for these um, challenging officials. And so then they have the wisdom to say, actually, it's not okay to be super spiritual and not actually relate this to what is going on in this situation. We need to work within the structures that we are working. And so they work out that they should explain that a letter of authorization was given by King Cyrus, who was the one who sent the exiles back from Babylon to Jerusalem. So they give us a really helpful pattern. The first thing for us as Christians is we need to know whose we are. We need to know that we've been authorized to carry out kingdom work by Jesus Christ, by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's given us authority and he's given us his power. And we are to exercise that authority and that power in our daily lives. I wonder if you really believe that. There are so many things in our lives, our personal failures, our weaknesses, the accusations of the devil that say, who do you think you are to try and represent God? That cause us to perhaps doubt that we're somebody that God could use and that God could um, give authority to and power to, to bring his kingdom into different situations. But the New Testament is really clear. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 that we are Christ's ambassadors, making his appeal to others to be reconciled to him. We're his representatives. When Jesus returned to heaven, he said, all authority has been on in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now go, go in my name. And to those First 12 and 72, the gospel writers record that Jesus gave them power and authority. And so now as the Holy Spirit fills us and empowers us, we can be really confident that day by day we step into the situations that we find ourselves in with his authority, his authorization to bring his kingdom into those situations. I'd really encourage you today to, to, to stand in the truth of that, to take hold of that afresh, that you've been authorised by Jesus Christ to be his representative and to bring his kingdom in. And then to ask him, Lord, how am I to do that and where can I do that? But the second principle is that we have to work this out in the reality of our life, within the structures of the lives that we're in. And so that means that we need to uh, live that in submission to the authorities that are around us, just as these 
uh, Jews did in, in relation to the Persian representatives and the author- authorities that have been established there. They knew that they had to work within the context. And for us in this coronavirus context, we need to honour authority. As Paul teaches in Romans 13, we are to obey the authority set over us because they're instruments of God. They're his authority established uh, to structure this world and, and our lives in an appropriate way. And so we are to submit to them, unless, of course, they call us to do something that is so clearly immoral or against God's laws and will. So in our context today, we are to submit to the pattern of life shaped by the government in terms of the lockdown and the easing and the step-by-step process that we're going through. We don't have the right to step outside of that. It's dishonouring to God for us to dishonour the authorities he's put over us. I'd really encourage you to understand that and to live within those restrictions. But just like these Jews in this passage, don't let that in any way deny the truth of the authority that you've been given. Look for opportunities to speak words of God's kingdom, words of peace, words of love, words of authority in which you take authority over sickness or evil, words of blessing and decree in which we seek to bring and release the kingdom of God into people's lives. I'd really encourage you to do that. I had the privilege of receiving a message yesterday of somebody that I prayed with over Zoom, uh, really experiencing an acceleration in the healing that they were seeking, much quicker than would have happened naturally, that God really had answered my prayer and uh, heard me exercise the authority in his name as I took authority over that issue and released healing in his name. We can do this, friends. I'd really encourage you to do it. But as well as seeing the kingdom come, it may just be that we're called to love and stand with those and weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who are rejoicing, just to bring the Father's heart and his love and his compassion into situations. Or maybe we're called to exhibit the qualities of the kingdom of faith, hope and love, to speak words of hope in situations that are really quite often challenging. You have been authorised by Jesus Christ. You're his ambassador wherever you go today. Remember whose you are. You will belong to Jesus Christ. You're his. And now live in the truth of who you are so that you begin to exercise that ministry. Final illustration, just to sort of capture this, is somebody said that wherever we go, we should wear an invisible crown. Nobody else knows that we are royalty, and nobody else knows that we're living with that truth inside of us. It's invisible, but it needs to be on our heads as we walk about, because we're representing the king, and we're about his business today. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. That means that you have called us to be your representatives. Help us to stand in the truth of that and to bring your kingdom, your love and your compassion, your character into the lives of people around us today. For we ask this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Have a fantastic day.